just when we thought we were going to get American kids to stop adopting the horrible, nasty, destructive habit of smoking tobacco cigarettes, here comes the electronic cigarette industry with more heartache. Find out the recent trends with e-cigarette use in the United States, how their manufacturers, in my opinion, are able to lure so many kids into using their products, and most importantly, some simple things you can do to keep your kids from vaping in this edition of Portable Practical Pediatrics. Welcome to Portable Practical Pediatrics, a podcast for parents and families, a place dedicated to children and their well-being. And now, direct from Studio 1E in Charlotte, North Carolina, here's your host, Dr. Paul Smolin. If you are a longtime Docsmo follower, you've heard me talk about the incredible success we have had in the United States at convincing teens not to start using cigarettes. I must admit, I have been a little obsessed about cigarettes because when I was a child, it seemed like every adult around me smoked, and I hated it. Some of my earliest memories were running into hot, dangling cigarettes as I ran through the house playing or struggling to breathe in a closed-up car while the adults smoked. During my childhood, approximately 50% of American adults smoked regularly. Tobacco companies were some of the biggest companies on the planet in those days, until the tobacco settlement of 1998, when cigarette use slowly began to decline down to 20%. Out with Joe Camel, out with gorgeous young models brandishing cigarettes in magazines, and out with all the other marketing tricks that target young people to take up the habit. And these changes worked. We were actually well on our way to ridding ourselves of this horrible addiction, which robs an average of 10 years of life from its long-term users and causes so much disease. Then came the meteoric rise of vaping. Almost overnight, the Juul Corporation, along with other companies, created a new nicotine habit that pulled a large percentage of American children to a new vice— nicotine addiction via the electronic cigarette. High-tech, sleek, and easy to use with flavors like cotton candy and bubble gum made it an almost instant sensation among teens. The 1940s brought our parents ashtrays and smoke-filled parties, but the 21st century delivered your children hot vapor laced with the same highly addictive chemical, nicotine. A lot of nicotine, mind you. To get an equivalent hit of nicotine from cigarettes, one would have to smoke 20 cigarettes at once. You heard me right. One vape pod delivers the same amount of nicotine that is contained in an entire pack of cigarettes. Of course, the e-cig manufacturers deny targeting children, but they have used two great strategies to attract children to their products. Flavored pods that appeal to children and images of really beautiful, sexy, confident people using their products. Tobacco 2.0. Same playbook, slightly different product. Think that your children are immune to these messages? Well, think again. A staggering number of children 
are already regular users. The manufacturers of vaping products claim that they are much safer than smoking an old-fashioned cigarette, which may be true. However, e-cigs still come with problems, not the least of which is nicotine addiction. Talk to any ex-smoker, and they'll tell you how difficult it is to quit smoking. The nicotine withdrawal symptoms are very difficult to resist. As for the long-term effects of vaping, common sense tells us that becoming literally addicted to a highly addictive chemical, nicotine, and inhaling a mixture of hot vaporized water, propylene glycol, and glycerin can't be good for a child's lungs or body. In fact, a study from the University of North Carolina showed that propylene glycol and glycerin are toxic at the cellular level. What makes this especially scary is that those are the two chemicals that are the primary ingredients in e-cigarettes. Additionally, various studies have shown that nicotine can impact negatively brain development, which we know is not complete until the age of 25 years, far older than the age of the average vapor. It's also important to emphasize that vaping is a relatively new thing on the scene. We don't have great long-term data to show the extent and impact of vaping may be having on a child's health. But remember that cigarettes were originally marketed as healthy. The ad companies even convinced physicians to pitch lucky strikes. Look how that one turned out. But the news is not all terrible when it comes to e-cig use among children in the U.S. Health advocates, regulators, and even some of the e-cig manufacturers have recently taken some great steps to curb the use of vaping products by children. The Juul Corporation recently limited online purchases of their vaping products to people over 21 years of age and are in the process of requiring that in-store purchase of their products require proof of age. And the FDA, at the urging of the White House, announced that in January 2020, they were eliminating the sale of flavored pods that appeal so strongly to children. And finally, trendy social media campaigns have also been greatly reduced by e-cig companies. And guess what? These measures are working. A recent survey of children by the FDA and the CDC found that among high school students, the rate of vaping has fallen from 28% who have vaped at least once in the past month down to 20%. Middle schoolers went from 11% down to 4.7% during the same period of time. This is wonderful news. So let's get practical and translate this information to actionable knowledge for your family. If you have teens in your house, you need to be tuned into the issue of e-cigs. Their use is easy, cheap, and readily available to most children. Here are some steps you can take today to make sure your children aren't snared into the vaping trap. Start by asking your middle schoolers and high school age children if they have vaped, seen someone do it, been pressured to try, or been tempted to try it on their own. Clearly and unemotionally explain how difficult and destructive this habit is to stop once it gets started. Use your influence to mold your child, children's attitudes and 
away from these products. Tell your children stories of how devastating smoking was for their grandparents' generation. And finally, counter the messages your children are getting that vaping is sleek and cool and hip by giving them a reality check. Deep down, children who start the vaping habit are looking for acceptance by a community of their peers. Vocalizing your strong disapproval before they become addicted, in my opinion, is your best and most effective strategy at prevention. But if you don't ask and talk and, yeah, maybe even do a little preaching, you have wasted a great opportunity to use your influence. Believe it or not, your teens do care what you think. Well, that's today's installment of Portable Practical Pediatrics. If you find the information you hear on my podcast valuable, consider taking time to write a review where you get your podcasts. If you hear your review read on a broadcast, contact me, and I have a Doxmo gift for you. That's exactly what somebody who goes by the moniker Kitty Nurse did when she wrote her comment about my April 2020 post about COVID-19 in children. Quote, Great podcast. It always seems easy to look at the negative of a situation. I, too, try to look at the positive aspects. End of quote. Well, thanks, Kitty Nurse, for those nice words. All you need to do is to contact me at docsmopedcast at gmail.com to redeem your gift. Well, this is pediatrician Dr. Paul Smolin, hoping you are able to keep your teens away from the e-cig sway. Until next time. I would like to thank the following people for their assistance in the production of this podcast. Dr. David Jaffe, the voice of the introduction. Robert Beezer, the composer-arranger of the intro music. Anne Gesner, my wonderful content editor. Benjamin Smolin and Jerome Moof, the talented musicians who produced this delightful theme music. Sarah Smolin and Nathaniel Horlick for their digital wizardry. And Wendy Smolin Esquire and Seth, the Rocket Man Barrister Jaffe, for their inspirational guidance. Thanks, guys. By listening to this podcast, you agree to all of the terms and conditions found at the docsmo.com website. This docsmo.com podcast is informational only. Dr. Smolin does not diagnose, treat, or offer specific medical advice for your child. For specific medical advice regarding your child, consult his or her health care provider.